Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Dale. We're sisters and best friends, and this is Proof It's Possible. Jamie and I are complete opposites, but somehow through every stage of life, we stay on the same team. We're kicking the door wide open and sharing our morning coffee chats with you. Join us as we chat about everything from chasing our dreams to entrepreneurship to family, friendship, and what other craziness we have going on that week. Welcome to Proof It's Possible. We are chatting with Lisa Webb, who is the founder and creator and visionary behind Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. We're so excited to have her here. Thank you for being on. Thanks for having me, ladies. I'm so excited to be here. You are our very first guest ever. So yeah, I don't know if we told you that when we asked you to be on. Yeah. So we're a couple of amateurs here and you're the pro. So we are- I love it. Let's do it. have you. Yeah. So tell us about how Wine Women and Wellbeing came about. So I was living in Calgary. I was an assistant principal of an elementary school and my brand new husband said, my job wants us to go overseas. So I quit my career. We moved overseas. I lived in France. I couldn't speak French. My kids were born there. We spent about six years in France at that time. And it was a really lonely time for me because I lost my language. I lost my community. My family and friends were on the other side of the world. And I just felt really isolated. And that was my first experience in my life of really feeling alone and lonely. And then when I kind of got myself set up in France, we moved to Indonesia and I had to do the same thing over again. And then when I kind of got myself set up in Indonesia, we moved to the Congo for two years. And so none of these places, no one spoke English. So it was really hard for me to go out and meet new people. I think that's hard enough to do as an adult at any time, but to do that as an adult foreigner in a place where you don't speak the language was just, it was a challenge for sure. Then I came back to Calgary and I thought, okay, what was my biggest lesson? 10 years living all over the world. And I found that my biggest lesson was the power of community because no matter where I was living, once I found my community and I found my people, I was okay. So I thought, I wonder if I could bring women together here in Calgary, just have like one event where we can inspire each other and get together and meet new people. And then there can be a place for women to come who don't have community and who need people in their life. So I started Wine Women and Wellbeing with one event right here in Calgary, and that has grown to 30 branches across the country. We've had huge, large scale tours and events. And it's really just a place where you don't have to pay for a membership. Everyone is invited. There will be events monthly, quarterly in different cities across the country. And it's just a place where women can come together, support each other. We like to shine a light on what other women in the community are doing and really help each other no matter where we are on our journey, because we're all in different places. Sometimes we're riding a high, sometimes we're on the low, and no matter what, it's always better if you're surrounded by a group of like-minded women, and Wine, Women, and Wellbeing has really become a place for positive, energized women who want to do big things in their life, or women who just need community. It's become a place for those women to come together. Amazing. So on your first ever event, how many people came? Like, how did you get the word out? What were your fears? You know, what was going through your head at that time? This is fantastic because I never imagined what wine, women and well-being would turn into, or I would have given it a shorter name because that email address is real long. I'm not going to lie. I just thought, okay, what do I like? 
Well, I like to sit down and have a glass of wine. I like getting together with women and I want it to be inspiring, whether it's fitness, health, wellness. I want there, like I'm a teacher by trade. So I wanted there to be some kind of like educational component. So that's where the well-being came from. And I thought, I'm going to call it Wine, Women and Wellbeing. And I started an Instagram page that had about 40 people on it. And I just thought if every one of my friends maybe tells one friend, then maybe like five people will show up. I don't know how many people are going to come. I had it in Martaloupe in Calgary and it was at a coffee shop. The coffee shop isn't there anymore. If anyone remembers Nosh by Nova, that's where we had it. We rented it out after hours when it closed. I made up little posters and I pinned them up on community bulletin boards around town. We had 28 or 30 people at our first event. Half of them were people that I knew personally and half of them were strangers. And then the energy in that room was so incredible that I thought I could do this again with someone different that I know on a different subject. And then we had at the next event and half the people were the same people who came back and half the people were new. And it kind of works like that because it always depends on what you have going on that night, what the subject is. But it just really started to grow from there. And then it started to get attention online from different cities. And it just, I... Yeah, I guess my next question is how did you decide to grow outside of Calgary? Like, what was your light bulb moment to be like, this needs to be everywhere? Well, I had a friend that... So I did my master's in education in Anaganish, Nova Scotia. And I had a friend that was my roommate. And because it was an education, she was also a teacher. And she had been following my expat journey while I lived overseas. And she thought, wow, this is such a crazy adventure that you've had over the last 10 years. And now you're starting this thing. That would be really cool if there was something like that in Halifax. And I was like, yeah, that would be. And then it just, the seed was planted. I don't know how many long it like rolled around in my head for, but I went back to her maybe a week later and I was like, I wonder if we can make that happen. Like, I wonder if I could cookie cutter what I've done here and get you to do it there. And because I knew her, it gave me permission to fail or gave me permission to learn as I went and just try. And then when I get it wrong and say, oh, I don't know how that's going to work. It gave me that opportunity to have that comfortable relationship back and forth. And I think it took six months to get that first branch up and running. And now I could probably do it in six minutes. And how many branches are there? Now there's 30. Wow. That's so incredible. Speaking of like worrying about failing though, what are some of your like biggest things that you thought would go well and then didn't? And you ended up being like, okay, we will not try that again. Or they work in one city, but maybe didn't work in the next city. Absolutely. Well, cities are different, right? And this is something that I'm learning. It's, it's a lot easier to run a branch from a bigger city in different ways. Sometimes maybe it's harder because you don't have your ready-made community, but in a bigger city, you can get like how I said, sometimes people can't come. Sometimes the subject might not pertain to you. You have a bigger group of women to pull from in in a larger city. However, in the smaller cities, sometimes there's not a lot going on and they want to go out. So actually Mm -hmm. we've seen big things happen in small cities. We had little town of Fort Francis, Ontario, and they had like 55 women show up to their first event because they were so excited that something like this was coming to their city. So I might be wrong on that one because it, it, it can work depending on the ladies who are in the city. But one thing that I have failure, I'm going to say COVID. COVID was like a boxing match that I just kept getting up and I was like bleeding and sweating and I could barely stand. 
but I just kept getting up again mm -hmm. because a failure wasn't an option for me at that point because I was in so deep. I had invested so much financially, time, sweat equity, just we had worked so hard on it. And because it was all planned, we couldn't cancel it. We just had to keep redoing it. So we would have to redo the website and redo the marketing and change the date and find something that works with all the speakers and all of the venues. If you're listening and you're not sure what I'm talking about, the manifest tour was with Caitlin Bristow and Dr. Jody Carrington and Jess Tatu and myself. So to align, and this is when Caitlin Bristow was in the middle of dancing with the stars. Oh, so to wow. align everyone's schedule three times, three different occasions and redo the website and redo everything. But like that was hard and there were tears but to actually be on the stage in the moment when it did happen was an incredible feeling and so worth it. That's, That's it's crazy that you say COVID because you know how when COVID happened, like when big life events happen, you remember exactly where you were and what you were doing. So my big like marker in time was that I went and saw with Dale, Jillian Harris yeah. at a wine, women and wellbeing event two days before the world shut down or Canada shut down. It was like that. That's my like one memory of like my last hurrah. The last time I got to leave the house totally. for the next two years. Yeah. And we were so grateful. We went like, we kept saying like, thank God we didn't just decide at the last minute that we weren't going to use our tickets. And cause it was one of those nights that like we had other things going on, but we were like, we, we really want to go. We really want to go. So we, we showed up and it was a great night as wine, women and well-being events always are. Um, and it became our, like, that's why you say yes to everything. That's why you never miss someone's birthday party. Cause now you don't even get a birthday party, you know, during exactly. all through COVID. So, and that was one of, that was one of those hard decisions where mm -hmm. I called Jill at 5 p.m. I think the event was at 7 and we had no idea what was coming. No idea. I just knew that Alberta health regulations had changed and I said, okay, Jill, it just went down to whatever the number was at that time. I think it was like you couldn't gather more than 250 people and that's how many tickets we had sold or we had sold 275, but then like 50 messages came in of people canceling because people yeah. were freaking out and Jill said, well, if we're under 250, I'm already in the car. And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this then. And I'm yeah. so glad we did because for me, that kind of gave me a taste of what was possible and what could totally. be for Wine, Women and Wellbeing because that was our first large scale event. So we ended on a high note. We were literally the last, like school closed two days later, like you said, we woke up in the morning and the world kind of shut down. So we ended on a high note and then the manifest tour with Caitlin Bristow was like how we wanted to come back on a high note. Amazing. That's amazing. You've had so many amazing guest speakers and uh, guests to your events. Can you tell us a little bit how about how you select who you want to see come or any like stories where you're like, oh, it was such a hard no from her or something interesting? Well, I mean, about. it's there's a lot more no's than there are yeses. I have reached out to a lot of people like I'm on almost a first name basis with Brene Brown's team to the point where they had a meeting with me because they're like, okay, we need to talk about this because you just keep emailing us and you're so persistent. <laughs> so I've actually had a meeting with her team. She's not coming. Don't get excited. But um, I just try. I just keep trying and I just go for it because the worst that I could get is a no. And there are people who have come to me, um, I'm not going to say any names, but like really incredible women who I have reached out to them like, when they're just about to explode 
And I remember hearing that someone had a $50,000 US speaking fee. And I was just like, what? Yeah, I can't awesome. do that. It just, it's just too much. And it fell through. Because uh, I, I did think about it and I was like, well, if we get some, you know, good sponsorships and we get something it, like it could, this could work. And then it didn't end up happening. And a, like post COVID, that person's team reached back out to me and said, like, are you still interested in doing this? And I said, well, have the fees changed? And they said, a matter, as a matter of fact, they have, the fee is now 250 US dollars, oh, wow. 150,000. US dollars. And I was like, I am out. There is just no way that is going to happen. Um, so that's obviously that person has gone on to do like large scale yeah. corporate events. Now they're like speaking at Starbucks or wherever. Um, Good we're for not them. Good yet. for them. I but mean, that's amazing. I, that's one of those things I was like, oh, should have done it at 50 grand. No kidding. <laughs> but these are just, you don't know until you no. know. Like when we started, I had no idea what speaking fees could be. Um, and now it just blows my mind, but it's just a learning process. Like I'm an educator by trade, not an event planner, but I have come into this role and I have just very much learned as I have grown. And it just gives me faith in other women who I see trying new things. Um, like how you said, you're our first podcast guest. I'm like, well, I'm excited about that because I'm coming in like, I'm like the Jillian Harris. I'm coming in before you guys explode and go huge. And I can say I was the first, first guest that they had. Like, I Absolutely. just think big things are possible for all of us if we have that fire in our belly. I love yeah, that we message. totally agree. And I mean, that's exactly what this podcast is about, is for. It's for, it's us to share our real stories about building community, having girlfriends sort of in business. Like we went to this amazing event a few months ago called Girlfriends of Business. And the women we met inside those walls are integral in in our futures because there are other women that are doing big things that push you to do big things. And so I think that for me, that's why community is so important. What would you say the reason that community is so important for you? Other than it was obviously important for you when you first started because you were kind of alone, like you were in, a, in countries by yourself. So you had to build it, but what has it given you just in your regular life? Once you're back to Calgary where you had friends still, you know, why did you carry on as far as that goes? I think it's the power of who you surround yourself with because that's contagious. They say the five people you surround yourself with is who you become the most like. Yeah. And I find that to be very true. If you are surrounded with people who are negative and sad, that can be contagious and you become negative and unmotivated. But if you just happen to be around people who are doing exciting things. It, you can't help but be inspired by them. I shouldn't have said sad because we all get sad, let's be honest. Yeah. But I mean, like your outlook on life. Yeah, and a constant state of sadness is different. Yes, than if you are with people who feel like sunshine, that warms you up, that lights you up, it makes you want to do positive, incredible things in your life as well. It's, sure. it's elevating the people around you. A rising tide lifts all boats, as they say, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I've never heard that before. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. If you could give yourself one piece of advice before you started this, what would it be? Oh, that's a really good question. I could think of a hundred different things that I would tell myself, but I think it would be, don't be afraid to ask questions and don't see other people as your competition. See yeah. them as your community. Because if I would have reached out, like for example, 
Hannah Who Runs Women and Wealth. It's a very similar event in Calgary, in Edmonton to things that we do. Her and I are friends now. We, she supports us. We support her. But at the beginning, I would be like, oh, she's doing way big, huge things. And I would have been afraid to ask her something. And I feel like now I can ask her questions. And if I would have done that from the beginning, find someone who's doing something similar to me and learn from them, use them as a teacher, it saves you. It would have saved me headaches. It would have saved me (laughs) money, time, all of the things. But sometimes we're intimidated by things, people who are further down the road than us. So I think that we need to recognize that we are at the beginning of something and we have things to learn from people who have moved further down the road already. That's great advice. I totally um, agree that it's like life just isn't a competition and um, you have to, you have to absolutely like link arms versus, you know, kind of like go against each other. None of us win when we do that. This is switching gears a little bit, but how do you manage all of this stuff while being a mom, a wife, you know, you're an author, you're all kinds of, you have a whole booklet of things that you've done. So how, how do you do it all? Cause our last, the, the most recent episode that we put out was, um, about how do you, I said, how you do anything is how you do everything. Cause I kind of believe in that. And Jamie said, no, nope, that's BS. Cause she can't be everything to everybody. Cause she's a mom as well. So do you sort of subscribe to that? Or do you think that there's a season for every part of your um, world? And so you have to- I have done things in seasons because of the way my life works, because every two years we move and start over again. And that's allowed me to try new things at different times in my life. But I ask for help. I, and I am not, I mean, in some ways I'm a perfectionist, but in other ways I'm okay with letting something slide. Like if there's something big going on, I just have to accept that the house is not going to be clean. The laundry is not going to be done. Yeah. Let's get a house clean. going to save the marriage. I'll just say that right there because that's one less fight than we have to have, right? Yeah. Or one disagreement or argument. So it's not all going to be perfect and that's okay. When I wanted to write my book, I needed to find time to be able to do that. But I had two under two when my kids were born. Wow. I was really busy. So I found a nanny that could help so that I could give myself some time. And I wasn't working in a traditional nine to five at that time. Writing was my work, but some people might say, oh, well, she's home all day and she's going to get a nanny. But that allowed me to write a book because I couldn't do it all. I'm not superwoman. Things are going to fall. Like the kids aren't going to have the best lunch that day because I didn't get to Costco and do the meal prep. And I just give myself a lot of grace maybe too much sometimes. I don't know, but none of us are perfect. Give yourself grace. And sometimes it's easier to give that to other people. And so I really practice trying to give myself as much grace as I would give to someone else or one of my friends, because you'd be the first one to say, Oh, don't worry about it. That's, that's fine. You can't do it all. So if you can say that to someone else, say to yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Jamie agrees with all of the things you say, and I do too. But I think when you're a mom, you really realize that you can't be everything to everybody all the time. There's yeah. just, it's just not enough hours in a day. And because Sometimes I don't have, have kids, I have more control of the house, the laundry, the whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to half-ass certain tasks and that's yeah, the laundry exactly. and the dishes. And, and sometimes you need to hire it out and that's okay too. 
Yeah, yeah for sure. So if there's um, somebody that's listening and they don't have yeah. a wine, women and well-being chapter in their city, is there still opportunity to open a chapter in certain cities if there was enough interest or what does that look like? Always. If someone has the passion on their heart to do it, I'm pretty much always all for it because I truly believe that we need it. It doesn't matter if you're in a big city or a small city. It might just look different in your city than it does in another city because of the size. But I am a true believer that all women can benefit from the power of community. So I never want to say no to anyone who wants to bring it to their city. Let's give it a shot and see what happens because if that woman feels like they need it in that city, chances are someone else is going to be feeling the same way. Amazing. And if they wanted to see if there was a chapter in their city or they wanted to buy tickets, where would they do that? So they can go to Wine Women Wellbeing on Instagram and there's a link upcoming events and it'll list all the events, find a chapter, start a chapter. It'll show you where we have events. Or you, if you, when you go to Instagram and you start to type wine, women, well-being, you're going to see it goes and it'll have all the oh, cities because they each have their own page, but also on winewomenwellbeing.com, there's information on where we are and how to start a new branch. Amazing. Awesome. Okay. Well, now I want to hear about the upcoming because it's so exciting. You have amazing guests. This one's like yes. going to be crazy. So we have our wild event coming up at the Jack Singer Concert Hall in Calgary on October 19th. And our, so wild is women, inspiration, leadership, development. So that's what wild stands for. And we have our keynote speaker is Patty Millette. And Patty is the mother of Justin Bieber. And so not only is she the mother of Justin Bieber, but she's an author. She has a story so inspiring of resiliency and just getting through some really difficult things in her life. She's now a director. So Patty is going to be amazing to hear speak. And we also have Coach Carrie coming from Toronto, which awesome. is really exciting, and myself. And then we're going to be featuring a few other local women in business who are doing incredible things. So the night is going to be really exciting. We had Wild last year as a full day event, and the reviews from Wild were absolutely amazing because of the connections that were made. One thing that we heard was it was a little bit difficult for people to take the entire day off work. So we moved it to Wild by night, and we are just having an evening event but it is the same experience, the same connection. You can come by yourself if you don't have anyone to come with, or you can bring your friends, your colleagues, but everyone is welcome. And we are really excited about it. Awesome. Well, that one sounds like it's going to be like epic, like unbelievably one of your best ever, which they're all so good. I've never been to a wine, women and well-being event that wasn't so good. So I can't Thank imagine you. anything less. To finish off, we'll actually be there too. So if yes. you guys are coming alone, say, mention that part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you guys are coming alone, come hang out with Jamie and I. So we'll be there and we are there to make friends. So join us. Do you have anything that you want to note or that you think somebody who's just starting out needs to hear or anything like that? What if you were going to give someone who's going to chase their dreams, you know, one last final word, what would it be? What would it be? Okay. So things to note, um, change is always part of the story. No matter where you are in your journey, there's always going to be change. I have like a PhD in change for the amount yeah. of different things and seasons that have happened in my life. I am two weeks back into Calgary being in this 
empty house that I'm in here. And I'm in the middle of an event with Justin Bieber and launching speaking and booking speaking engagements now that I'm back on the ground. And I didn't see that coming, but it's here and I love it. So if there's a door that's open, walk through it and see where it leads because you just never know. And change can be scary and terrifying, but it can also be the biggest blessing that we can get. Amazing. Amazing. But let me just double check. Is Biebs making a special guest yeah. here? <laughs> I wish he was. I'm not going to lie. We were talking to Patty and we were like, okay, Patty, just let us know if you want to um, for us to put any tickets aside for friends or family. Yeah, no, <laughs> children that might want to show up randomly. Yeah. Adult mm. children of yours. Yeah, we'll, we'll just reserve a whole section. You just bring who you want, whoever feels exactly. near and dear to your heart. Totally. I won't hold my breath, but we won't turn them away at the door. No, absolutely. there's always one more, couple more spots if they need it. Yeah, well, we'd find room for him, for sure. How fun would that be? Okay, well, thank you so much. Yes. You really are. We're honored to have you as our first guest and a guest at all. Thank you for taking the time. I know this is a crazy busy week. Tickets are officially on sale as of one hour ago. Go buy them. It's going to be amazing. They always are. And thank you. We thank you so your- much, thank ladies. You. Take care. Bye. We are so grateful you're here. It would mean the world to us if you'll subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel and leave us a review. If you want to hear more from us, go to proofitspossible.com to join our mailing list and find our social links so you don't miss a thing. Thanks and chat next time.